This is Dr. Toby Mitchell from the Mental Health and Wellness Show. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Sharon Keo. She works with professional and entrepreneurial women to help them thrive in their health, wealth, and happiness. As a resilience and women's wellness expert and the author upcoming book, Thrive, How to 10X Your Health, Wealth, and Happiness, Sharon assists her clients by offering them simple strategies that make an overall difference. Having spent over 10 years developing her method for creating full body wellness, Sharon helps women to transform their relationships with themselves so that they can enjoy more clarity, have a greater sense of self-worth and self-belief, significantly improved wellness and deeper connections with themselves and those around them. With no further ado, I would love to introduce our um, lovely guest. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. And it's so great to be here today. My pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to add about yourself that you feel the listeners should really understand so they can see your heart as we talk about this very fun topic, money? Yeah, look, I think as I was just saying to you a moment ago, um, when it comes to money, I don't look at it as just money. I look at how money impacts all the other areas of our lives. And it's about taking that holistic approach. You can't look at one area of your life without looking at the impacts on all areas of our lives. It's all integrated. And it's why you need to take that holistic approach to everything in your life. I completely agree. Um, like my business is called Holistic Wellness Strategies. Like it, um, wellness is not an accident. There's a strategy. And like you said, the holistic approach and money is important because if you're stressed about money, you're not going to be too like, oh, let's go invest in this. or let's go do this. You would be living check to check, looking at that grocery bill and worrying probably. Absolutely. And I, and that's why I really loved and was drawn to your podcast in particular, because I knew that our values aligned and we had a lot of synergy between us. So super excited about today's chat. Oh, me too. So let's talk about the impact of money on our wellness. Do you want to give the listeners a little feel of how, why this is important, right? Let's frame this conversation. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you've already touched on some aspects of it already. So if we are, look, the cost of living is rising, no matter where you are living in the world at the moment, there is a lot of conversations happening in the media about interest rates, the cost of living and the impact on everyone's financial status. And when everything is going around you externally, that can start to impact you internally on how you're feeling. You're comparing yourself as to where you are, where you think you should be, um, what others are telling you. And that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety for people when you're stressed and you're anxious, uh, you would know best, you know, there are chemical reactions that will happen in the body that will impact our hormones and it will just cause a whole flow on effect to our physical body, our mental health and so forth. So it's really important, like how we would go and build our muscles in the gym to become strong physically. It's about building the muscles around our wealth and our money in order to be strong and fit in that area as well. So for me, I always like to focus on getting those foundations right 
you know, understanding how you are with money, how you were raised and the conversations that you heard when you were growing up and how those money archetypes can and money stories can impact you and how you operate now with money. And once you've got that awareness, you can start to make better informed choices. You can rewrite those stories and alter your financial future. So just because you haven't been well with money in the past doesn't mean you're not going to be well with money in the future. You can absolutely change it and it's never too late. So that's why I say it's so integrated with everything because you can see how those flow and effects from the mental part to the body and all the other flow on interactions that they can have in other areas of your life as well. 100%. So our finances affect our mental health, right? So, you know, I would be amiss not for us not to talk about finances at some point in this podcast because guess what? When you look at the wellness wheel, other different aspects of health, financial wellness is there. It takes a piece of the pie, so we can't avoid it. It's like trying to balance out. You've got to balance your wheels. You can't have one being lopsided and the other one being good. Like you have to balance them. And Absolutely. We, you got to talk about it. Yes. So, you know, you mentioned how a lot of the stories we tell ourselves about money and how we respond to money and act with money as we grow older are rooted in childhood experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then how you, you know, for for example, how did your parents, did pe- your parents talk about money or did they keep that a secret from you? And therefore now as an adult, how do you respond? Do you hide in shame when it comes to money or are you very open in conversations with your friends or in particular your loved one? Yeah. And that again, is so important to understand the interaction when it comes to money and relationships because your partner will have grown up with a whole lot of other money stories, which is likely to be different from you. And how do you interact and talk about money together? Do you manage your finances separately? Do you manage them together? Do you have money dates and talk about it openly and review where you are? And, the, and all of those things, again, I mean, money is one of the biggest topics that cause relationship breakdowns. And often that's because it isn't talked about enough or as early to be caught. And so a lot of those stories will come up and that's what will result in those relationship breakdowns as well. You're very, very wise about the whole money and relationship piece, because if you don't talk about it, guess what? Money's still, someone's still doing something with money. Until you find out, oh, they went and bought this. So this this person had all this credit card debt that you weren't aware of. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't disappear just because you put your head under, you know, the rug and be like, la, 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 la. It's working. <laughs> Absolutely. Either, and if you don't actively talk about it and work on it, it's probably working not in your favor. Mm. Oh, look, and... You know, it's a very interesting situation, you know, when we talk about females and money because, mm. I mean, we've recently just had Women's International Women's Day. So yes. it's very um, mm-hmm. topical at the moment, especially with this theme's, um, this year's theme with Embrace Equality. Equality, yeah. Um, but here in Australia where I live, um, it's really sad to know some of the highest people who suffer from homelessness are women in their in their 50s and 60s. And 
part of that is because maybe later in life, they go through separation and divorce from their partners. And because they didn't have an awareness of what was going on with their money situation, sometimes their partners have got the full control Mm -hmm. and they are left with nothing. And as a result, highly educated women become homeless overnight and so it's so important when we're talking about relationships and money that you have those conversations and yes they can be completely uncomfortable but you're never going to expand yourself you're never going to grow if you stay within that comfort zone and you're only going to learn by asking questions being engaged and being vulnerable definitely so if an individual is now engaged and vulnerable and they start gaining like where can people start when they want to gain control of their money like if let's say someone's like oh my goodness the partner deals with everything like rent mortgage mm-hmm. everything you just kind of go through life la 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 where can he or she especially with women since it's our month um yeah. where can we start where should, could they start what could they do yeah i always love using the phrase the what so so mm-hmm. you need to understand what's this, what, what's so about the situation. And so it's about gathering facts and data, just like you said. It's about going to your partner and having a conversation and saying, look, I don't really have an idea of what's going on with the finances, how you're managing it, and I want to start to learn and educate myself around that. And starting that conversation, sitting down with them, putting money dates in place, to, to start that um, and look at what your partner's doing if and find out what they've been doing up until now and start to ask questions. That's the only way you're going to start to learn. Now, if your partner is not willing to share that um, and they're very closed off and not receptive to having those conversations, one, it could potentially be some red flags yes. there. Maybe they're doing something without your knowledge and taking advantage of the situation. Um, but B, if you've never done that before, it can be strange. So again, yeah. just starting the conversation, um, you know, maybe it's seeking counselling and support from a third party to be able to, to bridge that gap. But you need to start somewhere. And as long as you come from a place of love and openness um, and, and a willingness to learn, um, it can only mean positive things for you in the long term. Yes. And ideally starting when things are harmonious in the relationship. Mm-hmm. That way it's not like at the end, let's say the woman who's now 50, 60 on the streets, um, at the time of like divorce or whatever it is, right? That's not the best time to start talking about money. You're not going to get the most transparency usually at that yeah. point. So yes, having those um, regular conversations and you may need to, as I say, fluff the situation, prep it so it's ready for the other person, you know, set the candles on and whatever you have to do, set the mood and have the conversation and know Like you shouldn't put, I don't think you should, I think there should be openness and transparency with finances on both sides, you know, from professional and personal experience. Like, yeah, absolutely. You just need to know. Absolutely. And, you know, you can always gain the support, you know, of an accountant, a financial advisor, there are experts out there. You know, you could suggest, hey, maybe we need to go see someone. Let's see what we can do now to plan for our future and and let's seek a a third party. And they may also be able to help explain the situation to you and highlight things that maybe your partner might not be better um, to explain that through to you. So, 
again, there's always somebody that can help. Um, even having a coach, you know, you might need to hop on a call with a coach beforehand, get some coaching in order to have that conversation and, and build that confidence within you as well. Yes. And I like how you mentioned talking to professionals because sometimes the blind is leading blind, right? Mm -hmm. The person who's in charge of the finances at home may have, you know, good intentions, not very good at it. And sometimes you need somebody who be like, well, you know, we thought about this and this, right? Because this is an ever evolving um, conversation. Like even money, currency, what we thought was money and values different over the past 10 years. Like we've had cryptocurrency and all of this other stuff that is, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot of mixes. And I think the other thing as you were just touching on was sometimes their partners aren't being open because they've got their own shame and their own money stories going on. Yeah. Maybe they're not managing things well and exactly. they're embarrassed to bring yeah. up conversation. They don't know how to have the conversation. So by you kind of initiating it and starting, if there's some resistance there as well, mm-hmm. it could be come, coming up for them um, that they're going to be found out and caught. And so it's just making sure that you're creating a safe space for them to be open, for them to share whatever is there. Exactly. Very good. Very Exactly. Right. There's a, there's a story and just being gentle and understanding right mm. situations and trying not to judge because we all have our weaknesses i was having a conversation with someone early and i was just like these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses right mm. it's just what it is the things i'm working at and some things i'm just they're there <laughs> um so yeah so that's really good i like that and a lot of people they're like okay well easy for you to say you guys are quote-unquote successful you're doing your own business whatever whatever they see the outside glamour and the glam but and they they feel that they can't have that too you know so let's talk about that let's talk about what possible barriers someone may feel perceive that they have and the actual barriers that they really may have because let's keep it real there are challenges yeah Look, um, it's never easy. Sometimes you might have roller coasters. You may have really good periods in your life where you've got a lot of financial success. And then maybe the last three years, for example, where it can be really challenging. So it's knowing that it's never going to be um, always going up and up and up. There could be times where it might be coming down. But it's about having systems in place, as you said at the beginning, having systems and having strategies so that if that does happen, you feel comfortable. Um, So one of them that I would say is having an emergency fund, having a buffer where you're putting away, you're saving for an emergency situation that if you need to go there, you feel comfortable that it doesn't matter, you've got some money set aside, you can ride those waves. Um, Financial education is also so important. It's something that doesn't get spoken about in school. You don't get talk about how to manage your finances, how the financial markets work. Um, So again, go and educate yourself and learn the basics, you know, put that beginner's mindset hat on and start to learn. There are going to be financial triggers that are going to come up for you based on your past, based on any traumas you've experienced as well, based on your partners. So there's always going to be that as well that can come up and affect you. Um, 
I also mentioned this earlier where there's going to be financial secrecy sometimes in relationships for a number of reasons and that can impact and be a barrier as well as to why people aren't progressing in their financial situations. And we already talked about some of the gender gap that exists, the inequalities. And how there's still so far for us to get to. But one of the most powerful things to overcome and progress in all of those areas is having that abundance mindset and a really strong money mindset. If you have a strong mindset in general, your mental health is going to be so much better. Your financial mental health will be better and you will continue to progress and grow and learn all the time. And so I don't see necessarily our mental health and mindset as being different to when it comes to that abundance mindset. It is all interconnected. Yes, it is. And you need to work on it all the time. And again, you may have some success and you may be feeling great. Your abundance mindset may be really, really strong and powerful, but then something could come and hit you really hard. You know, you may experience a redundancy and then become scared as to how you're going to get through the next few months until you find a new job. And that's when your money mindset is going to be challenged as well. So it's constantly doing the work on your mindset to support you in your overall mental health and well-being, but also when it comes to your financial mental health as well and that abundance mindset. Definitely really good points. I know you mentioned how trauma can show up in our money, right? And Mm -hmm. that's something I talk about frequently. I'm a big believer that our early childhood experiences, especially the first nine-ish years of life, really set the foundation or lack thereof for our future and finance is a big part, right? There's a lot of emotional connection to finances, there's habits, there's so many other things that we may not even be aware of because they're playing in the back of our mind, but they're impacting us now, right? And that's, you know, that whether scarcity mindset or whatever the mindset is when it comes to money or money's a bad thing, you shouldn't ask for more money, like feeling guilt, shame. That's the conversation that needs to be unpacked because if you don't unpack it, like, it can show up in a very not pleasant ways. Absolutely. And even for somebody who is aware of all of this stuff, I still discover new things about myself all the time. You know, there's always a layer upon a layer. Um, And I think that's why it's a constant journey that we're on. It's not like you uncover things, you've discovered them, you go, okay, great, I've put that down, I've closed that chapter, I've rewritten that story. No, there might be something else that will come to the surface and something else. So it's just being conscious of all of that, knowing it's a process, And most importantly, being kind to yourself in that moment, because one of the things that we can do is beat ourselves up, go, oh my God, I did this or I did this again. And we beat ourselves up and then it just causes this cycle to continue where we put ourselves down, we we lower our vibration, we lower our mental health and well-being, our physical well-being starts to suffer as well. And it becomes this recurring cycle. So the most important thing to do when something like this does come up for you is acknowledge that feeling, acknowledge where that's come from, be kind to yourself and go, okay, now what am I going to do with that? 
now how am I going to alter this situation to alter my future? Definitely be kind to yourself. Talk to a professional. Because like you said earlier, a uh, majority of people were not taught this at home. Mm -hmm. They're not taught in school and they're not taught. It just, it's just, you have to be very deliberate and mindful and go to those who really understand. And again, I say this a lot, that a holistic approach, like not just in isolation, look at the bigger picture, short-term, long-term, like health factors and so many factors. One Absolutely. And you're relying upon the fact that your parents taught you really oh. good money habits. And mm. I don't know about you, I learned some good money habits, but I also learned some really bad money habits. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's knowing that the environments that you grew up in, you've learned them, you've observed them. As you said, from those very formative years, you were watching, you were observing what they were doing, how they spoke about money and learning that. And that's where you got most of your money mm -hmm. mindset from. So if your parents are struggling in their later years of life, maybe they didn't have it right and you're continuing that and you have an opportunity to shift and alter that trajectory. 100%. And as much as you may love, respect your parents or your friends, whoever, but ask yourself before you get money, too much money advice or any life advice, would you really want to be in their shoes that they are right now? Because if yes. they were so sound on these things, would, wouldn't certain things have been better in their life, right? It's, yes. It's a, it's a fact. Yes. And you know that there is that um, quote and that phrase that people often refer to that you're the average of the five closest yes. to yes. you. Yes. So again, having a look around you, who are those five people? Do you want to be the average of them or do you maybe need to alter your environment, alter the people that you're communicating and socializing with? I like to say, curate your environment yes. by curating the people that you hang around with, curate the habits and the rituals that you have daily, curate your physical space, yes. you know, decluttering and eliminating all the stuff that you have, curate yourself and your interaction with nature, curate yourself and the toxic chemicals that you may be exposing yourself to. There's so many ways that you can curate your life to help support you living the life that you want moving forward. 100%. You mentioned something that I, when I'm starting off with clients, we often talk about this whole idea of clearing the clutter, how your environment is very important. Yeah. It, and it's a continuous thing, but yeah, you, you're going to have to take inventory of your life and make adjustments. And those people that you surround yourself with is so critical. I know I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it when other people's life, like they can make you or break you. Yeah. And look, you know, that there can be, you know, we were talking a little bit of trauma before. There can be grief around some of that. Maybe yeah. you enjoy those people for certain reasons and it's okay to still be around them, but maybe you're limiting them or you're limiting the kinds of conversations, conversations. that you're having with them. Yeah. And what you're doing with them because when you let certain people go from your life and you stop communicating with them in the same way, there may be a sense of loss and grief for you. There may be a loss and sense of grief for them. And again, that can cause trauma 
within your life and then that can cause you to go down a different pathway. So it's just being conscious of the choices that you're making. What support systems do you need to put in place to move through that time? And you don't need to let people completely go out of your life if you don't want to. You might just limit what you do with them, how you do things with them and what you speak with them about. Exactly. Those conversations are really important because they can breathe like positivity in your life or doubt and doubt it can be mm-hmm. people in many ways. So yeah, those conversations, those five people having a really good control over your mindset. And if you look in your life and take inventory of who's around you, reaching out to people who this is what they do. Like, the, again, I'm a big believer, and I know you are, Sharon, of this holistic approach to health, to life, to wellness. So if you don't mind sharing with our listeners how they get a hold of you, um, that'll be great. Yeah, um, you can always find me on social media. Probably Instagram's the best at the Sharon Keogh. Um, but I've set up a special web page for all of your listeners today. So if you go to SharonKeogh.com/slash Dr. T, you can find a, a web page of some resources there. Um, you can find out about my upcoming book, Thrive, How to 10X Your Health, Wealth and Happiness, which is all talking about that holistic approach that we've been talking about today. Um, and you can learn some more details about some upcoming programs I have. Love it. Well, I've enjoyed this talk about money and um, the connection again with our mental health, our mindset and childhood experience trauma and just putting it together. And my goal, I'm sure your goal is to have these conversations be more the norm. We do regular check-ins, just like you talk about the weather, you should both talk about your mental health and money. Like it's just, it'll just make things easier. Money is currency, money is energy. Then we can do more powerful things with our money and in, in turn make a bigger positive impact on this because really that's maybe the better place right for the, yes. my children and children's children yeah absolutely and you touched on something just so powerful then that we haven't even talked about um about how money money is energy yes. and how it's an exchange and not putting so much power on money and mm-hmm. finances and that can help remove some of those other emotional ties that we currently have towards 100 well sharon um from up north and where it's cold in canada to down under in australia i want to say thank you for making this happen even though we're in different time zones and everything and thank you to our listeners who are loyal and listen in every week till we meet next time stay take be safe stay healthy stay positive this is dr tommy mitchell from the mental health and wellness show bye